More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Monday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we hit Thanksgiving week. I know many of you may be traveling this week. You may be out and about all over the country, and we are certainly thankful that you are choosing to spend your time with us kids are out in the Travis household buck if you hear screaming and yelling in the background it may well be video games it might be the world cup which is underway there are any number of things which the Travis boys could be cartwheeling about the house discussing what we are going to discuss many different things uh Lauren Boebert is going to join us at 1 30 she has been re-elected in Colorado uh despite the fact that MSNBC said she should go on OnlyFans I bet that Lauren Boebert will be pretty entertaining uh, in the second hour with us. But, Buck, let's start here. Two years ago, you will remember Donald Trump sat down for an interview with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes. And during the course of that interview, Trump asked her why 60 Minutes and CBS were not actually covering the Hunter Biden and Joe Biden laptop scandal. And Leslie Stahl said, oh, well, we can't verify it. And maybe at some point we will play that audio for those of you, again, who cannot remember that moment. But this morning, Buck, you can imagine my surprise when I woke up and after two years, CBS News finally wants all of its audience to know a little while after the midterms, two years after Joe Biden entered into the White House, Oh, yeah, it wasn't disinformation. It wasn't a Russian plot. The Hunter Biden laptop, it's real. Just listen to this audio. And then I've got so many thoughts about this, Buck, and I know you do too. For those of you who did not hear it, and I certainly understand if you weren't watching CBS this morning, it's important that they are just now telling their audience, oh, yeah, this laptop, it's real. 
As Republicans take control of the House, Hunter Biden, the president's son, will be a target for investigations. And that means data from a laptop reported to belong to Biden could be crucial to the investigatory process. CBS News has obtained its data, not through a third party or political operative, but directly from the source who told us they provided it to the FBI under subpoena. And we commissioned an independent forensic review to determine its authenticity. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harris joins us now with what we found. Good morning, Tony. The laptop data we had analyzed showed no evidence it was faked or tampered with. Independent forensic review, Clay? Well, that's just the gold standard right there. I mean, after two years of every person with even the most basic brain power available to them, understanding that this is real. I'm so glad they brought in some random guy or gal or whomever to tell us what we already know. So now, but this is interesting. There are are different theories here. Well, first off, why do you, I want to tell you why I think CBS is doing this. Why do you think CBS is doing this at this stage? I think because, and, and I am fascinated by this story on so many levels. Um, in terms of the timing and why they're doing it two years later, I think they know that the evidence is going to come out. This is why winning the House was consequential. I think they know that when the investigation starts inside the House of Representing Representatives surrounding the laptop, that the evidence is going to be so overwhelming that it's going to be virtually impossible to argue that the Hunter Biden laptop isn't real. And so I think they're getting ahead of the investigation and the fact that they're going to have to cover it so they can say, well, we're not following what the House of Representatives uh, investigation is telling us. We did our own independent verification and we told you it was real. Right. So I I think that that's I I would largely just co-sign to that. I was wondering if you were going to say, which is why I pushed it to you there. Well, the next step, because the next step is uh, I also believe this. Yeah, that that they're going to indict Hunter Biden, and so this is a process where the media has to start to has to start to get the. So is that where you? Because I still think they that's won't, the but next you think step. They will. Because I think okay. that's that's what they're going to say publicly. Uh, but I think the next step is they are going to indict Hunter Biden, and uh, and on top of that, Buck, I, I I know I said I that I believe that I I signed on to co-signed on to your argument that Hunter Biden is going to be the nominee in twenty twenty four. I also think, though, that there is a certain amount of, you know, the proverbial long knives coming out for Biden. And I wonder how much this lack of protection for him may be geared towards him mm. not being able all to all run. Right. So, so there's okay. a whole other. So that's a big a, step. So there's a big. OK, I still think they're not going to charge him or if they do charge Hunter Biden, it will be essentially a way to let him out you know let him off super easy basically and this is goes back to our long-standing bet now you got a month clay um whether or not he will face if he doesn't face prison they're letting him off with it's a joke it's a slap on the wrist given what he did just the scale of the tax fraud implications here if you don't declare it to, to, to everyone out in our audience they already know this first of all if you're making millions of dollars congratulations but not if you're getting it from you know Illicitly. Chinese-backed uh, Communist Party payoffs for your dad, but if you if you make millions of dollars and you don't declare it, you're going to go to prison, right? When they find that you haven't declared the million, you're not going to get a like, hey, don't do that again. So that's one part of it. I think for CBS, and maybe this is a more minor component of this, but they need the people that still watch CBS News, 
funnily enough, I was an intern there when I was 18 years old and had no interest in media at the time, but I just kind of happened to find myself in the CBS Evening Newsroom. The people that still watch CBS, they want to believe, Clay, that it's the gold standard. And so this allows them, if they believe CBS up to this point, to say, well, look, they've got a, you know, an independent forensic analyst now. So because that's because they're so honest. That's why they're so honest. And I know that's silly to us. But if you were a true believer in the journalistic integrity of an, of an organization like CBS, it gives you at least a plausible deniability of the stupidity of pretending the laptop wasn't real, right? You're not dumb. You just needed to wait for the independent forensic analysis. On your Biden point, though, I don't know why you think there. this is where – I don't know why you think that there is some – anti-Biden sense growing in the Democrat Party. I want you to expand on this for me and and everybody a little bit because you see the poll over the weekend? 71% of Democrats believe that Joe Biden would be reelected. Now, they may not want him to be the guy, but if almost three-quarters of them think he wins... There's no way he's not running. I mean, they'll wheel him out, and they don't care what's going on. I mean, they'll they'll put aviators on him all day, 24-7. They don't care. Well, here's my analogy. And, and I do think it's a good one. Trump and Biden are right now two heavyweight fighters in the 12th round of their fight. And the only reason both of them are not on the mat is because the other one is there and they're kind of holding each other up. Anybody who's watched boxing, especially heavyweight boxing, when the big men uh, basically punch themselves out and they're done and it's late in the fight, they oftentimes just end up grappling with each other and kind of leaning on one another. That's where I think Biden and Trump are right now. And increasingly, the only reason to run Joe Biden is because Democrats believe that Donald Trump will be the nominee for Republicans. And they think, and and they may well be right, that they can wheel out Biden and he will beat Trump. I'm starting to think that Democrats are becoming aware that Trump is not a set-in-stone candidate for Republicans. You know, they had the big event in, I believe, Las Vegas over the weekend with all the different contenders that were out there speaking to, the, I think it was the Jewish Coalition, and I'm that's not the official name, but it was a, a powerful Republican Jewish organization that was having its uh, its event, and everybody showed up there to uh, to speak. I think Trump is going to face a bevy of challengers. And I think Democrats are having second thoughts because, just play this out, imagine that, say, Ron DeSantis is the Republican nominee and he's going against Joe Biden. I think Ron DeSantis would obliterate Joe Biden. I think we could be talking about as close to a landslide election as we have seen. I wish I could could see it that way. After After this election, I think... I think we got to do a lot of retrenching and rethinking about who people are willing to vote for, Clay, in some of these states, how powerful the Democrat machinery is. I mean, so I think you and I can agree that whether it's Ron DeSantis or Trump or anyone else, it's going to come down to two or three percentage points in the electorate. I, I and think it's going to come down to could six win or a seven states. So you think that he that 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 whole paradigm is swept away if it's DeSantis. I just feel I like that, I think the generational thing is so massive for independent voters. I saw a stat over the weekend, Buck, Wall Street Journal. Eighty six percent of Americans think that you shouldn't be able to run for president if you're over seventy five years old. Eighty six percent. 
Uh, and so I think that generationally, if you had Ron DeSantis or Glenn Youngkin, by the way, going up against Biden, I think that Democrats would get absolutely obliterated. And I think as soon as Trump were out of the picture, they would kick Biden to the curb mm. faster than they could at all. That's Look, my theory. I, I want to agree. I want to believe you, or rather, I want to agree with you, because obviously we're talking about the future here. I just think we got to keep the Fetterman rule in mind here, my friend. I think I think the election, the same way that it's a very different issue, but but what the Democrats did to Brett Kavanaugh was a political lesson in personal destruction that everybody of fair mind in the country should always remember. I mean, they they told the most heinous and, and demonstrably absurd lies about a guy, and they were gleeful, and Kamala did it, right? That was like a seminal moment. That was a sea change, yeah. I think, in a lot of people's it was big thinking. for me. About right about who the Democrat Party really is and what they're willing to do to hold power on the Supreme Court, how it's so important to them. I think the Fetterman election needs to be thought of as a as a changing moment in the mindset of uh, the American electorate, or at least the Pennsylvania electorate, and therefore what's possible in other states, which is under the right circumstances of get out the vote, universal mail-in ballot. Democrat propaganda in the media, it's, you know, go down the list. They can elect literally anybody who is alive. That's it. And I, I've been thinking about the Fetterman thing a lot, and I wonder how much of it was a perfect storm of Republican ineptitude. But let me just say this about Fetterman versus Biden. Whether we believe it or not, Fetterman is not so old that he couldn't recover from his stroke and be better. Right now, I don't know. I'm not a medical expert. I don't know what the prognosis is for John Fetterman in three years, but they tried to dangle out the idea he's recovering from a stroke. He could get back to normalcy. There are people out there listening to us right now that have recovered from strokes and probably feel like they're close to back to normal. Joe Biden is not ever going to get better. He can only get worse, right? So I don't that if you're going to make that argument, I don't know the Democrats made it well, but at least with Fetterman, there is that possibility of, hey, in two years, he could be back to what he was. I don't know that I buy it. I'm not a doctor, but at least that is possible. In two years, Joe Biden is not suddenly going to be 55 again. He's going to be worse than he is now, and he's bad now. Right. I, think I don't think Trump they care. is the great Satan, and but I think I they're think only they holding him up. This is the problem is that it doesn't. Joe Biden, you always say Ron Klain is like the de facto president yeah, running the I do White House. So you get a Ron Klain presidency. Biden's, you know, hand will shake a little bit as he signs whatever he's told to sign. He'll say whatever's in the prompter. If he stumbles, they say, don't be mean. You know, you've actually reached a point now with, with the Fetterman election. They managed to do what they have done in other contexts, which is, is, is run in a political race somebody who's a victim and therefore, if you criticize them, you're a bad person. But they yeah. usually don't do that for, for office. They usually do that with surrogates, right? They did it with the so-called, um, you know, the, the, the Jer I think they're called the Jersey girls or the Jersey wives, which were four or five women who lost husbands in 9-11 who were just cutting campaign commercials for John Kerry. I mean, just straight up, don't elect Bush, elect John Kerry. We're the 9-11 the the widows. I'm sorry, that's what they're called, the 9-11 yeah. widows. There were thousands of 9-11 widows, right? I mean, the, the notion that these women, but they were victims, so you couldn't criticize them. Now we have victim candidates. Now, yeah, you could say there have been some point. of those in the past, but I mean victim as in their ability to physically and mentally do a job candidates. And I think Democrats 
are fine with it as long as long as their party ultimately. It's just about the scoreboard for them, wherever the votes lie and whatever ideology gets to be pushed. So, well, let's come back to this because we haven't even talked about Trump yet. I was at Mar-a-Lago on Friday. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting event because he had to address the fact that there are we haven't even mentioned this yet on the show. I talked about it a little bit Friday because it broke. There are now two additional special counsel overseen criminal investigations of Donald Trump. And, Clay, did you see there's another criminal investigation that they are rebooting yes. today of Donald Trump? We will talk about this because this is the apparatus. This is the machinery at work. We'll get into it in just a moment. Stay with us, everybody. If your self-service is with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much. You can get the exact same level of service on the same towers and network as one of those companies for 50% less or more. you got to make the switch to Pure Talk, though, and enjoy incredible savings while getting the exact same quality you're used to. You can keep your number and your phone, making the switch easy, but you also get the benefit of relying on a company that's built a U.S. customer service team, all based here, and over the past 20 years, they've been second to none. Pure Talk's run by a U.S. veteran with a focus on excellent customer service. So get great service at a low cost, unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. The average size family on a Pure Talk plan saves almost $1,000 a year. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, to save 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250 and say Clay and Buck and make the switch to Pure Talk. Truth seeking, reality telling. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes 
to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Uh, we talked about how CBS authenticated with their super serious expert, the Hunter Biden laptop, that everybody who is possessed of a higher IQ than a toaster oven already knew <laughs> was real. But CBS, you know, they had a lot of questions, a lot of questions over at CBS about the laptop. And let's recall that in the most condescending, we are the serious journalists here, sir, tone possible, Leslie Stahl of CBS uh, sat down with then-President Trump talking to him about this, and she basically wanted him to know, sir, sorry, you can't have that silly Hunter Biden laptop being real, not on my watch, not allowed. Here's what she said. It's the biggest scandal out there, Leslie. And you think it's the biggest issue to campaign on? I think it's this. I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Biggest. You want to talk about? Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things? I'm telling you. Of course, it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop, Leslie. Leslie. Can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because even the family hasn't. The family on the laptop. He's gone into hiding. For five days, he's got into hiding. I mean, can I just, Clay, the basic premise here is, I guess nothing can ever be really verified. Are you really sitting there? Am I really sitting here? The verification two years later, Buck, ended up being they gave it to a random computer dude in Minneapolis, and he said, yeah, it's real. Now, it took two years. Are you really telling me that 60 Minutes which probably has the most investigative resources of any journalistic entity, almost certainly on television in the country, couldn't have done that in October of 2020? That that was impossible, like Leslie Stahl said, to verify? Give me a break. Total BS. But I'm glad Trump was right again. Uh, Mike Lindell and Team MyPillow have come through for this audience time after time with incredible offers at great value. And right now... Giza Dream Sheets. This is what we sleep on in the Travis household. They really are phenomenal. They're coming in at only $29.99 with the promo code Clay and Buck. All my pillow products come with a 10-year warranty. This holiday season, they're extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and Christmas Day will have their money-back guarantee extended until March 1st of 2023. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials to check out this flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. $29.99, go to MyPillow.com, use the code Clay and Buck. You will love them. They truly are phenomenal. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we continue to break down all of the latest craziness. Buck, I was out Friday, uh, and you went to Mar-a-Lago over the weekend, and connected to all of that is that there's now a special counsel 
investigating the president surrounding January 6th and Mar-a-Lago. New York, as you teased a few minutes ago, is now reopening a criminal investigation into payments made to Stormy Daniels, according to the New York Times. They truly are convinced that Trump is the great Satan, and uh, the continuing fallout of these cases will be taking place over, frankly, the next couple of years, I really do believe. But uh, before we get into analyzing special counsel, what that could tell us and more, you were at Mar-a-Lago over the weekend. Uh, The president was there. What was the vibe like in general? I mean, everybody was in good spirits. You're at a black tie event at one of the great uh, mansions built. I think it was what the 19, 1920s, I think, one of the last sort of great mansions of that era to be built in the U.S. It's an amazing property. I was there with Carrie, so uh, we enjoyed seeing everybody who was there. A lot of former Trump administration, you know, Larry Kudlow was there and uh, and um Kellyanne Conway, you know, the, the, you saw the usual. Lake I saw too, right? Carrie Lake was there. She told me, and I, I said, because we're, you know, everyone's off the record there. We're so, it's a social event. It wasn't, well, it's for the America yeah, yeah, First right. uh, Institute, but we're there for a social event. But, you know, I said, can I, can I mention this on air to everybody? She says that the fight continues. She says, does anyone really think it's okay? I just, she, she sort of put it to me this way, that in the places where on election day, I was supposed, meaning Carrie Lake, was supposed to do the strongest. The election machines are shutting down all over the place, and people have to wait four hours in line to vote. Of course, mail-in balloting is going to crush same-day voting if you shut down same-day voting in some of the most crowded precincts, right? I mean, that I will say, she makes a good point on that, right? They were just supposed yes. to accept that somehow the woman overseeing the election, who is her opponent in the election just goes whoopsie ran out of printer and toner cartridges or whatever in in arizona in some some key areas where the red turnout was expected to be strongest yeah that's an issue folks i mean that that's a problem it is a little bit now unfortunately like well you know if the refs called the game one way even if they were paid off it's very hard to get them to to switch it around but I, I do think clay that there needs to be much more um much more of a look at not just we've been saying the systems need to change, but how? What was done in these systems that made it this way? So I, you know, I, I think there's a lot, a lot that still has to be enough. But anyway, to, to the Trump issue, there was also the announcement. I, I was on air. You were off on Friday. Were you hanging with the with the fam? I forgot what you. I knew you, I was just traveling. I, traveling I, yeah. from the Patriot Awards to get back in advance. I was in Lexington over the weekend. Met a lot of our listeners. I'm going to be at the Michigan Ohio State game over this weekend. Clay, I've been on the road for like 15 what, straight weeks. What happened to my beloved Vols? I feel like the defense did not come through as I would have liked them to. Congratulations to our listeners in South Carolina. I was incredibly destroyed on Saturday night, as was the Tennessee defense, with a playoff berth to be grabbed, biggest loss in 20 years. Uh, this is, I mean, this is what keeps me humble. My team's just getting the crap kicked out of them. So, uh, now, uh, I've got to, I've got to rebuild, got to rebuild buck. It was a tough one. You'll be all right, man. We're here for you. We're I don't here know. For you, this, this it's is a body, okay. blow. body so, blow. So, uh, but on Friday, so while, you, while you're traveling, the news breaks of these two, adi- so there's one special counsel who is overseeing it, but it's really two separate criminal probes, one into January 6th. And the other into the documents at Mar-a-Lago. 
So now we really have... I just want everyone to keep track of this, because it is hard. You really need to start thinking spreadsheet for Trump derangement syndrome lawfare, which is what they're doing here, the usage of the law in political warfare. And and you have, so you had the Russia collusion, which was obviously, and really Russia collusion was based into the, the Mueller probe had subheadings, right? It was the Russia collusion component, and then the obstruction component, which they were also trying to prove, totally separate from the actual, did Russia collude, which obviously that was crazy, didn't happen. Now you have these two. You also have Alvin Bragg in New York, the district attorney there, the woke, progressive, lunatic district attorney, who still has his job because Kathy Hochul is still the governor of New York, unfortunately. Lee Zeldin almost pulled it off, but didn't. Uh, Clay, you have that investigation about Stormy Daniels. You had Letitia James, the attorney general of the state of New York, bringing a civil uh, investigation around inflation of assets. Um, what else? There's some others, I think, that I haven't even. What, what are, <laughs> it, I can't it, think of all the Trump. In, oh, um, uh, the Trump uh, sexual Georgia, assault accuser. There's a Georgia investigation going on from the Georgia, like, DA, Atlanta air. I can't even keep up over what exactly was said and happened there. There are, I mean, there's like five or six different investigations going on simultaneously. And, and, and the woman who wrote the book and said that Trump sexually assaulted her uh, decades, you know, like 30 years ago in the department store, she, I saw she's, you know, coming back now. She's trying to do a personal suit against Trump over that. Basically, the the... The goal of the Democrats seems to be to just sue and investigate Trump into submission. And I have to say, this is one thing that will not work. Because even pe- people started to get, a- I had a lot of people come up to me at Mar-a-Lago, I'll tell you. They're like, you know, I'm starting to feel like I have a little bit of a concern here about how this campaign would play out or whatever. But then they announced the special counsels, and I'm just back in the bunker with Trump, man. Can't Can't allow this to go. Uh, as a tool for the left without pushback. I mean, I think there's a big sense there's there's a big sense among a lot of people that it's almost they make it bigger than Trump by being such lunatics with how they're trying to destroy Trump. Like they want him to run, but they also have to prosecute him. They can't let him run fairly. They want him. He's their great Satan. The only thing holding the Democrat Party together is Trump. There was a stat I was reading over the weekend. It was in the New York Times or Wall Street Journal. I don't remember which one. That 38% of voters said they went to go cast a vote against Joe Biden because they thought, hey, he's doing such a bad job. Buck, 36% of people went to go cast a vote against Donald Trump. He's not in office, right? So Democrats have managed to connect Trump to midterms that are occurring when he's out of office and motivate their base to go vote based on that. So they both simultaneously need him and want him to run. And I think that's some of the essence of what's going on with these charges. Now, we come back in this next segment. Um, I'll tell you what I thought about the special counsel announcement because it's actually something, if you listen to the show, I don't know if somebody can go in the archives, I said there should have been a special counsel uh, appointed the minute that they began this investigation. And I didn't hear hardly anybody arguing for that. Uh, but the minute that the Mar-a-Lago investigation began, I said, you know, this can't be run by Merrick Garland. But it, what does it mean that he's decided now to do it? If you if you brought so you're talking about the special counsels against Trump, because the 
The reality is if you were trying to create a in, in, in like a lab, the perfect case study of when you would need a special counsel to be appointed, it would be the son of a sitting president who's getting millions of dollars from foreign yes, adversaries no of the way United States yes. who's under federal investigation for a variety of crimes. That is, if you were creating the basis for the special counsel, counsel to even exist, it would be Hunter Biden. And notice, we don't. there's no Hunter Biden special counsel, which is, by the way, if, if there was, I would start to think maybe, maybe they do have some plans for Hunter. The reason they don't is because ultimately Merrick Garland gets to steer this thing and make sure that the sitting president of the Democrat Party's son is in no real criminal jeopardy. This is how they play the game. Meanwhile, you know, we have people on our side and the right being like, oh, where are our principles? You know, we get like Liz Cheney lecturing us about all this stuff while they're trying to just it use is every tool at their to disposal. Your, it is, to your point, impossible to justify a special counsel for Trump and not also have a special counsel for Hunter Biden. It's impossible yeah. to justify. But here we are. So, you know, I was supposed to be out today because I was going to go shooting with my brothers and a couple of uh, friends who are former SEALs. They're elite warriors. They're going to be training us all day. And then it flooded here. Uh, I'm down in Florida right now, so it flooded, and uh, it was crazy rain, so we couldn't actually go. But the good news is, even when your range day gets rained out like mine did, Guess what? You have the Mantis X firearms training system, and you're good to go. You can still train. You can do it at home. And also, we, we, we had bought hundreds of dollars worth of ammunition. Um, guess what? Mantis X, you don't need ammo. It is an ammo-free, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. So it's dry fire practice you're doing here. Very effective, particularly when it comes to your hand-eye coordination, your trigger pull. That's what the Mantis X really focuses on. Simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. You can use it at home or at the range for training instead of using expensive ammo. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. Rain or shine, doesn't matter. You can do it right at home and do it sitting at your desk. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using the Mantis X. It's that good. This product is now being used by our Marines, Special Forces, lots of elite military. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price for you. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner, so start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Sanity in an insane world. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. 
and then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Department of Justice can show that these were indeed very sensitive documents, which I think they probably were, and also show that the president consciously was involved in misleading the department, deceiving the government, and playing games after he had received the subpoena for the documents. Those are serious charges. I, I personally think that they probably have the basis for legitimately indicting the president. I don't know. I'm speculating. But, but given what's gone on, I think they probably have the evidence that would check the box. They have the case. Do you think they will? I think it's becoming increasingly more likely. Increasingly more likely that they will indict the only the only Republican officially running for the 2024 nomination. I, remember, we did tell you this. We called this one right, that the the presidential election basically starts the day after the midterm here yep. because of all the dynamics. There's no uh, interregnum. There's no, uh, you know, time, no honeymoon period or whatever you want to call it. It goes right into it. And the announcement of these of really dual special counsel investigations into, into uh, former President Trump shows exactly where this is heading. For one thing, Clay, it means that we're going to have an ongoing... What I said about the machinery of the Democrats, I think that's absolutely true. CNN, these ch- they're going to start ramping it up more and more. You're going to have just the drip, drip updates um, of anti-Trump uh, daily propaganda from these investigations, right? And even if it's not leaks from the investigations, it'll just be speculation from, oh, there's speculation here, speculation there. Um, about where this is all going, if they indict Trump, I mean, it's two years, so there's probably, yeah, they could delay, but if you're Trump, how do you play that, right? What do you do? I mean, obviously, you rally people to your banner, but I think you you want the trial to proceed before you, you, you probably want it to go more quickly. You don't want it to hang over your head. I don't know. This is uncharted territory, man. This is wild stuff we're looking at, and it looks likely. It's it's wild, but this is one where I would say, Buck, I think Trump getting indicted helps him. And I think Democrats know that Trump getting indicted helps him with Republicans, but hurts him with independents. 
So this is one where I actually think they are being smart and strategic. And I know sometimes we give too much credit to Democrats and sometimes they're just incompetent. The way I see this playing out is, in their mind, the thing you need to understand is Democrats want Donald Trump to be the nominee in 2024, okay? I understand there's some of you out there that are saying they're doing this because they don't want him to be. No, 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 no. Democrats, if they could hand-select the Republican nominee right now, they would pick Donald Trump. And I think what they know is when they indict him, it strengthens him with the Republican base. Because you and me and a lot of our listeners out there, Buck, are going to be outraged by the very idea that the sitting president, Joe Biden, is indicting his political rival effectively, and they're doing it under the cloak and dagger of the special counsel. So I I don't think that they would be willing. Actually, I can't say what they're willing to do and not willing to do because I'm not of the left, and I I think that there is a very high correlation between delusion, mental illness, and being a far left-wing Democrat. I really I really do believe that. I'm not just saying that. So I can't tell you exactly what they're willing to do. I don't think they believe that this ends with Donald Trump actually spending time in a minimum security federal prison somewhere. I don't think they believe that. There are the, some uh, of their left-wing truly yeah. crazy people. Uh, but I mean I mean the ones calling the shots. The, the, the rational. Yes. I mean the ones theory. that are in yeah. power and that yes. you know the ones that are involved in this White House etc. Yeah, of course there's crazy people all over the place commenting on online about this. But I think it's much more likely that they would that if if they bring this indictment, which seems like a better than I've been told by Two former attorney generals, uh, personally, but without attribution, in effect, that they think that they are going to indict Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, so that's let's call it better than 50-50. If they indict him, the trial is happening. Now, the trial is not going to be some huge sensational thing. By the way, the problem with bringing the documents part of the trial, let's say it's the Mar-a-Lago thing. The January 6th thing, I think they probably can't make that stick, but maybe they think they can. If it is the Mar-a-Lago documents, I know a bit about this because I had a top secret clearance and I know how these things work. You're never going to they're never going to stand up in court and be like, see, the nuclear codes written on toilet paper next to the photo of Kim Jong Un. Like, that's never going to happen because you're exposing that if you got part of the court record and they say, oh, well, we'll just have it secretively. Oh, you're going to prosecute based on secret evidence, the former president of the United States. That's not going to fly. I think, you though, you might get into a phase where even if you get an indictment, say, on obstruction, which wouldn't require the documents to necessarily be public. That wouldn't be as central. Let's say they get Trump on criminal obstruction of justice, which they've wanted, Clay. As you know, since the Mueller probe, Joe Biden's in a position. He will not pardon Trump, of course, but he may commute. He may commute it, right? And so then you have the indicted and convicted and commuted former president running against Joe Biden. Does anyone think this is too crazy? Because I think it's, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think it could happen. Here's the, the big the big thing I think that takes away. If you strengthen Trump with your base and get him the Republican nomination, it would simultaneously crush him to have been indicted with independent voters. And it would hand Democrats the White House. So I think their play, I think there's a little bit of four-dimensional chess going on here, is indict Trump, which strengthens him with the base, makes him the nominee, but weakens his chances to actually win in 2024 because independent voters as we saw are not breaking for trump they bought into this great satan argument 
But Clay, you're leaving out here the uh, the big X factor, which is if uh, Hogan, the governor of uh, Maryland, decides to run. Oh man, everything changes. Overnight. The base, the base is gonna flock to that guy. They'd be like, "Oh, we don't need Trump. We got Hogan. Yeah, Larry Hogan. It's gonna it's gonna be a great thing to have. Is he the governor? Did I even get that? Yeah, he is now, the governor. He used of Maryland to be state. the governor of Maryland. Yeah, former governor of Maryland. Yeah. And Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 